Friends, welcome to the Small Business Matters podcast. It's the only podcast that truly matters to small business. My name is Tim Fulton. I am the founder and chief evangelist for Small Business Matters, and I am your host for today's podcast. My co-host is Taylor Fulton, the director of marketing for Small Business Matters. Taylor, good afternoon. Hello. Good to be here. Taylor, we have been uh, quarantined, call it whatever you want now, for quite a while. How How is this working for you? Uh, it seems like we've been doing it forever. In fact, uh, I joked with somebody yesterday that the past month really hasn't seemed that long. Um, the days are long, but the month seemed to go by very quickly. But I'm, I'm ready for a change of scenery. So I'm, I'm hoping for the best here in the coming weeks and hope our listeners are healthy because I'm, I'm ready to get back to uh, as normal life, I guess, as we could be. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Definitely suffering from a little cabin fever. But, you know, it is what it is. And uh, sooner than later, we'll be back to some bit of normalcy. But we're so fortunate today. I've got uh, we've got Dr. Mary Ritz is our guest today. And I'm, I'm so excited to have uh, Mary with us. Let me, let me introduce her to our guests, and then we'll, we'll be ready to, to uh, ask her a couple questions. Uh, Mary, first of all, good afternoon and welcome to the Small Business Matters podcast. Good afternoon, team, and good afternoon, Taylor. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. So, Taylor, uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing Mary now for six months or more, and really have enjoyed the time that I've been able to spend with her. She is a dynamic leader, speaker, facilitator, consultant with a lot of success guiding strategy development, business performance improvement, and team building for customer-centric operations in a variety of different uh, industries, including financial services, communications, retail, hospitality, and consulting. Uh, she has strong international experience, which includes work not only here in the United States, and also Canada and a number of countries in, in Africa. She's the owner and founder of Almenta International, which is a global training and consulting firm that she heads up. She is also a John Maxwell certified speaker. She got her uh, doctor of philosophy at the Da Vinci Institute of Technology, her MBA in international business from High Point University, She's also a graduate of Hillcrest College. So, Mary, again, welcome to the Small Business Matters podcast. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Tim. So we always start off with uh, the same question for each of, our, each of our guests. And that question is, Mary, what is it that you do that matters to small business? Again, thanks a lot for having me. I, I just want to say all small businesses or all businesses have something in common. They have the customer, they have a team, and the leadership. So they all have people. So what I do and help small businesses do is to leverage off their people element in the organization. I help them in various ways. I help them with their leadership, number one, and I help them with their team development or workforce development. And then I work with uh, customer management. The, so those are the three elements that I look after. What I believe is that leadership and the team should work together in union some for them to be able to service the customer. So I provide training. I provide consulting, 
facilitation and coaching around those three areas. Excellent. Mayor, do you have maybe uh, an example for us of, of what a, a typical practice looks like when dealing with those, those teams and those, those businesses that you work with? Yes, great question. So again, like you say, you know what, uh, small business matters. I also say people matter for small businesses. So the best practice is to ensure that the leadership is, has got a vision, have got objectives, and are building a culture that allows the team to function at its very best. So once that is done, and then the team is leveraged off, then therefore they can actually look after the customer for productivity and for performance. Now, what would you say to a small business that believed that professional development and training and team building is just not a priority? I get that all the time. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> yes. Because they always say, you know what, it's not a priority. I don't have budget for that. That's for the big players on the market. And by the way, I don't have guarantee that my team is going to be here forever. And I don't have time to be looking after that. I've got the business to run. To that, I persuade them to think differently. I believe that all organizations can have systems, can, can have processes, and can even have great products that can compete on the market. But if the people component of the organization is not equipped enough to make those decisions of innovation, of creativity, then we have a problem. We don't have, we don't have a business that is sustainable. So my persuasion to them is this is a good investment. Invest in your people, give them the right equipment, give them the right power so that they can make the right decisions to purchase the right process, to purchase the right, uh, to develop the right product and anything else that has to do with the business. Hey, Mary, as a follow-up to that question, you know, as, as we go into what appears is going to be a, a decline in our economy, I know some small businesses, when they look to cut back uh, professional development and training is one of the first areas that gets cut out of the budget. How would you respond to that? Is that a good strategy? I don't encourage that strategy at all. Like I said, you know, I believe that people are the engine of the organization. So if you cut out that, you're literally are leaving the oil of the organization or of the engine dry. And remember, Tim and Taylor, what happens People come to work with dimensions, five dimensions, what I call the five dimensions. They're involved emotionally, they're involved physically, they're involved mentally, they're involved socially, and they're also involved spiritually, besides everything else that's going on. So you want to make sure that people are actually balanced and they've got that equilibrium for them to perform. So I would say they'll need to relook. Don't go maybe for expensive solutions in terms of training and development, but look for, you know, virtual training or in-house training if you can do that. But feed your team, equip them and prepare them for the next phase. Well, Mary, I'm so glad that you said that because you know, it pains me when I see companies cut back on development at any point, but particularly in a down economy. If anything, this is the time I believe that they should really be making investments uh, in their people. So thank you for uh, addressing that. Taylor? So Mary, maybe stepping back for a second here, tell our listeners how you got to this point in your career 
uh, and the path you took to get where you are today. So Taylor and Tim, you can tell I've got an accent. I speak very differently from you, though I'm from Georgia myself, right? (laughs) (laughs) So just a bit of background. I was actually born and raised in Zimbabwe, uh, a country in the southern part of Africa. Just to give you just a background there, in my pre-teens, what I call, you know, we call it elementary school there or junior school. Here you call it, I think, middle school. I started pretending to be a teacher. So whatever I was learning in school, I would go back and sit on the ground and pretend to teach. So I had an imaginary class. That was actually my calling of teaching, facilitating, and I did not realize that. Fast forward in my teenager uh, years, I became very fascinated by customer service. I started to experience bad customer service once in a while, great customer service. And I became very curious because I understood then, even at a young age, to say for an organization to move forward, it needs to look after its customers. So fast forward, now as an adult, I'm now doing training and development. Where I started, I started my business in South Africa. It started off as a customer service company. And then it evolved into the organization that it is right now. I've had the privilege of working in different countries, Tanzania, South Africa, uh, Zimbabwe, and Zambia. And then I moved back to the United States and I started my own business here in 2015. So what I've done, Taylor and our team, is really to take my international exposure and packaged it so that I can still work and be relevant in in these organizations. So I work with small businesses, I work with big corporations, again, focusing on leadership, on team development, and the customer management of the organization. Yeah, Taylor, anytime I talk to Mary, I realize what a boring life I've led and (laughs) and what what a fascinating life uh, she's led. Uh, Mary, let's go back to small business. If you could change one thing about the small business mindset, what would that be? That's a big one because it has to start off with me initially, right? Mm. (laughs) Being a small business owner as well. What I've noticed in my dealings with small business, whether here in, in America or in Africa, is that as much as we have visions and we've identified gaps in the market that we want to play in, sometimes the vision actually becomes a blur or becomes the, a hindrance to us spreading our wings to the next chapter or to the next big thing. Let me, let, let me, let me qualify that. We become so fixated on the vision that when it is time to pivot or when it is time to disrupt, we don't, because we believe in this baby that we have grown for many years and we want the status quo. So we need to be open to being challenged of our status quo. And that challenge normally comes from our customers or even from the industry norms or what's going on right now with the COVID-19. We are now forced to think differently. But if you become too married to what I call too married to your vision and are not open to other influences, 
that can change or ask you to pivot, then you are stuck in your status quo. So I always um, encourage small businesses to allow themselves to be challenged, even though the vision is good, it's serving its purpose. But if it's time, when it's time to pivot, when it's time to disrupt, are you able to do that? Again, by listening to your customers. So we're not telling the customers what to do, but they're feeding into us and we're taking that feedback and we are becoming innovative and creative. Mary, I love that idea. And I know you're familiar with Simon Sinek's new book, The Infinite Game. And, and he refers to the importance of, of flexing, you know, to, to be willing to make a, a turn, to pivot, to call an audible when the situation requires it. And I think in today's world, that is so important. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. Taylor? Mary, this is one of our favorite questions on the podcast. What are uh, one or two of your favorite mistakes you've made in your career? Well, I made many of them. So just to spare you, I'm going to tell you one. Okay. <laughs> so the one is actually grounded in my culture, Taylor, and, and, and team. It's grounded in the fact that you don't speak highly of yourself. You don't blow your own horn per se. With that, I'm not talking about being arrogant. I'm, I'm just really saying that you don't tell people that you're actually quite good at something, right? You allow your work to show for itself. And there's merit in that. But in, in a time like we are living in, and especially for me, who works across borders and countries, I needed to flex my style to realize that, yes, the product was good, the service was good, but it, it wanted me or it needed me to promote it as well, all right? So I needed to sell, I needed to market, I needed to network, and I needed to actually speak it to say, yes, I'm good at this and have the confidence of it. It took me a while to actually realize that because it's a cultural paradigm that you grow up in to say you don't really speak highly of your successes, of your greatness, or of your talents, you sort of downplay them. So when I realized it and then I learned to maneuver around it, I had lost a bit of time in my, in my art, so to speak. You're listening to the Small Business Matters podcast the only podcast that truly matters to small business. Our guest today is Dr. Mary Ritz. And Mary, we're having just a great conversation. And thank you again for being with us. I want to go back to your, I'm going to call it your sweet spot. And that's that's customer service. And uh, something that, that I, I guess I'm bewildered by, that it, it seems like small businesses understand why customer service is so important. Good customer service, great customer service. Uh, we have all the training available in customer service. We've got great technology to support customer service. And yet it seems like customer service is getting worse and worse and worse. Help me help me understand that. And, and what do you tell small businesses in, in terms of customer service? How can they notch up their customer service? Great question again, team. I always say that for businesses to survive is the customer who makes them survive. For any business to be sustainable 
or to perform is is because of a customer. We have to think of the customer as our best asset. Whatever else we do is to acquire this customer and to retain this customer. When I speak to small businesses, I encourage them to think of the reason why they went into into business in the first place. First of all, they identified a problem that maybe bigger organizations were living out. But that problem was the failure of serving customers in an excellent way or in a, in a unique way. So we cannot forget that, that we are in business because of our customer service. So I talk to what I call the learning organization. So as we are building our businesses as small, as small businesses, it is important for us to put a DNA culture of the customer. So the people that we employ must be able to put customers first. That comes through training, but it also becomes something that is inherent within them, their values and their beliefs, actually respecting people and understanding that we are here to solve people and offer them an outcome per se, which means that we flexi or we we become creative to give them the solutions or the outcomes that they're looking for. Mary, given your international uh, exposure and experience abroad, how would you compare doing business in this country, the U.S., versus other countries that you've worked in? It's always interesting, um, Taylor. That's a great question. It's always interesting because as much as there are so many differences, there are also so many similarities. Even if here in the United States, when I travel from New York to Atlanta or to California, there are so many differences as well. So it's quite, it's quite interesting. But coming back to your direct question, the similarities are almost like the challenges that we face here in the United States and even in Africa and Canada are the same. One of it is a leadership um, debate. There's always an us and them mentality in these organizations that I've worked in, whether small, big, whether South Africa, whether here, the the leadership believe that our team is letting us down and the team is believing that the leadership is letting us down. There seems to be a lack of unions and uh, of coming together of minds or even understanding what the organization is there for and supporting one another. So that's one thing that I've noticed that the leadership question or the relationship between the leadership and the team is always fragmented all the time. Hmm. What I also realize are the challenges that we face as, as small businesses. As small businesses, we have the mentality that, you know what, we've got smaller budgets, I cannot do this because I'm only a small business. That mentality cuts across. So a lot of people, small business, we know we we feel crippled because we don't have the capital. We don't have the marketing budget. I therefore turn around and I say, I understand all that, whether you're in Africa or whether here. My encouragement is that whatever space you find yourself with limited budget or with a big budget, do the best that you can for that time. 
offer the best service that you can, offer the best product that you can, market yourself the best way that you can, and then move forward. Though we are aspiring to be bigger organizations, but for now we are in the space. How then do we leverage off the space till we are ready to move on to the next level? Mary, uh, you are a a member of the Small Business Matters uh, Mastermind Group. Share with our guests what what led you to want to uh, join a, a peer group, in this case a virtual peer group, a mastermind group, and what what benefits uh, have you gotten from being a part of a virtual peer group? I joined the, the mastermind for many reasons, and I'm grateful to say I've been in this mastermind group for almost a month, and I can see the benefits already. So as a person who runs her own business, I needed to get out there and meet other small business owners with like minds, but that can also challenge me. Remember the status quo that I spoke about earlier on? We all suffer from that, that you believe that you're doing so well for your business. But if you don't have other people that can actually challenge you in your thinking or help you in your thinking, you could be left behind. So the small business mastermind has been great for me. One. I've got a social network now, right now. So we talk about family matters. We talk about business matters. We talk about the COVID and how it's affecting us. So you have a support group in that. And then secondly, intellectually, you're being challenged. You're being challenged to take your business to the next level. These are well-grounded people that are bringing strengths that I don't have, that I can leverage off without having a team of my own in my organization. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So, Mary, we've gotten to my favorite part of the Small Business Matters podcast. It's the rapid fire questions. So I suggest strap yourself in, hang on. And, and Taylor, why don't, you, why don't you start us off? Sure. So, Mary, I'll start you with an easy one. Uh, given that you have done quite a bit of travel, it sounds, what are a couple of your favorite places to go in the world? I really like Cape Town, South Africa. Mm. I, I, I do because you get to do work, yes, but you get to do it in a place where you can go to the beach, where you can experience Table Mountain. Uh, if you want to go and visit Mandela's prison where he was imprisoned, um, Robin Island, you can go there. So there's a lot that you can do as a person. Oh, excellent. I know that's on my bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, secondly, what is a, a book that you've either read recently or, or even further in the past that you would recommend to our audience? I'm going to re- recommend The Infinity Game by Simon Sinek. Hmm. We are doing that in our mastermind group, our small business uh, matters mastermind group. What a great, insightful book, especially for us uh, small business owners. It will challenge you. It will make you think differently. It challenges the way that you think about your business, the way that you lead, the way that you look at your competitors, the people that you call your rivalries. How can you take those people and actually learn from them? It's a great read. Excellent. Thank you. And this is one question I've been asking recently, given the the COVID-19 quarantine, is what are you doing at home that you're finding value in? 
the good thing, uh, whether it's good or bad, Taylor, it's really, you know, it's, it's, it's how you take it, right? I've always worked from home. When, I, when I'm out of the home, I'm at the client or I'm a networking event. So being at home was not a big adjustment for me. But having said that, you cannot be at home for the, you know, for all the time for this mm -hmm. long period. So I go out and I exercise. So that has kept me going. But also just on, on a relaxing side, I've got a cleaner home now than before. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just taken time to really clean and, you know, to take out the clutter and enjoy the space that I'm in. Because I'm, you know, before this, I was always away. So I'm more appreciative of, the, of what I have. And we'll get you out of here on, on this, Mary. When we do open up and, and we can freely go outside, what is the first thing you're going to do that you haven't been able to do the past month? You know, Taylor, I actually don't like malls that much and like shopping, but I kind of like miss that. <laughs> so I think I'll go and just do something at the mall. Uh, that would be great just to take dying time. Even if it means sitting down on a bench at the mall and watch people pass by, that would be great. Oh, I agree. Just getting out a little bit would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah it would be great. Well, Mary, I'm giving you an A plus on the on the rapid fire questions. Very nicely done. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, uh, Mary, I'm I'm sure that our listeners are going to want to reach out and contact you. What is the easiest way for them to do that? They can contact me on four zero seven five seven two two three five five. That number comes directly to me. Or they can contact me via my email. It's mary.ritz, R-I-T-Z, at aumentorinternational.net. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Mary, as usual, our time always goes way too fast on the Small Business Matters podcast. It's been a pleasure having you as a, as a guest and lots of great takeaways. Taylor, I've got some some important takeaways about the importance of, of customer service and for small business, uh, also the need to continue for uh, small business, even a, in a decline economy, to invest in their people, invest in, in training, and some really good uh, messages for our, our small business clients. How about you? Any particular takeaways? Much of the same, and especially the, the prioritizing of professional development and training, especially now when priorities may have shifted a bit, it's kind of like we talked about in a previous podcast that, that now is the time to reflect and, and invest in your team and invest in um, the development of your organization. So I just think that as a, as a priority is so important. And I know um, even though that we're working remotely now, I know Small Business Matters is still pretty active. So do you want to share with our listeners uh, what, what's going on behind the scenes? Sure, Taylor, you're right. We, we have been active. We've got the uh, Small Business Matters uh, Mastermind Group meeting on a, on a weekly basis. Uh, this week, we had Small Business Matters at lunch, our monthly networking lunch. We did that virtually on Zoom. And I was scared to death to, to see how that was going to work, but it, it worked out well. We had uh, Rami O'Day, a health and fitness guru, uh, speak to the group. We had a good crowd uh, for that lunch. The Small Business Matters uh, Boot Camp uh, continues to progress. We're about halfway through that 
program and been very, very pleased with that. For any of our listeners, if you if you not if you're not a subscriber of the uh, our newsletter, the Small Business Matters newsletter, please feel free to reach out to either Taylor or myself, and we'll we'll make sure that you receive that monthly publication. So, Taylor, a lot there's a lot going on in, in the world of small business matters. Excellent. Thank you for sharing. Sure. So, uh, friends, thank you for listening to the Small Business Matters podcast. It's the only podcast that truly matters to small business. May each of you continue to pursue all that matters. Mm-hmm.